Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax-saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. So to answer your question, Shalina, in terms of what expenses you can claim as a business, like I said, it's wholly and exclusively, for directors, it's wholly, exclusively, and necessarily. So what's the expense necessary? So as an example, you're a director of a company, and you're traveling from Peterborough to King's Cross, for example, and you get a train ticket. Uh, if you take a first-class ticket, was that expense necessary? Can you justify it? If you can, yes. If you can't, then you can't claim. Yeah? So the, the test for a director to claim an expense is higher than it is for a sole trader because our friend over here will just, just have to meet the wholly and exclusively rule. Shalina, you'd have to make it, to, you'd have to ensure the expense is also necessary. Does that make sense? So the test is higher. So you're better off having a sole trader business as well. Uh, and run through some expenditure through them, through that particular business, because a sole trader gives you more flexibility, easy to run, easy to manage. A limited company has a lot of rules and regulations and you've got company law, and it's quite easy to breach the rules. So for example, uh, you may take money from your company uh, and you may not take it as a salary, uh, as a dividend. So at the end of the tax year, or at the end of your accounting year, you've taken out 40,000 pounds. Now, if that's not a salary or a dividend or a bonus, then you have to pay your company interest for, take to, for borrowing those funds. Uh, if you don't, then you have to file a P11D because it's a benefiting kind, which we talked about uh, earlier. Does that make sense? Okay. On top of that, I'll come to you in a second, James. On top of that, if n nine months after the year end, you haven't paid the 40,000 uh, back to your company, you have to pay section 455 tax at 33.5%. So, 33.75%, yeah? So, a lot of small business owners sometimes lose sight of the fact that a limited company is a separate legal entity because they think it's my business I do as I please, and I take money when I want to take money because it's my money. It is and it isn't. Because it's a, it's a separate legal entity, you have to treat it as though you're working for somebody else. So you can't just put your hand in the bank account or the till to take cash out. You've got to make sure it's recorded properly. Just to finish this off, if you, if you then repay the 40,000 pounds back to your company in a subsequent year, you get the tax back. So that's just one example for you of the flexibility a sole trader has over a limited company. So Shalina, has that answered your question as well? Unless, unless it's a bit broad, but it's, it's difficult for me to give you a list of 84 things. There aren't 84 things. You can claim anything as, as long as you meet the test, yeah? Are you happy with that as well? Yeah. James? Um, just, just on that question, is that just the way around as well? Because with a company, most of my companies owe me money initially. Yeah. So, uh, so am I obligated to 
obligated to charge interest on that, and I suppose that could be money I get paid by my company. They're going to ask the room. So James is saying, when you borrow money from your company, you have to pay interest, or if you don't, you, you have to, uh, it's, no, a, it's a benefiting kind. James is saying, when it's the opposite, when he loans money to his company, should he and does he have to charge interest? Does anybody have a view on that? He should. Yeah. He, should. He, sh he can't do, he should do. Well, well he can do. Okay. He doesn't have to. Yeah. So our friend over here says, you can charge interest, but it, it should be 0%. Okay? It zero, but it could be anything from zero up to whatever you want. Okay. But I would have thought it can't be more than a reasonable amount, so you can't charge 50% when normal interest rates are 3%. That's somewhere between 5 and 10%. I'm just working out if there's any advantage to doing so in certain situations. There is. Okay. Sorry? No, I'm going to say, if you do give interest, then you Okay, so James, everybody in the room here who's a basic rate taxpayer, has something called a personal savings allowance, which means you can earn up to a thousand pounds from savings income tax-free. Okay? For our purposes, let's just call it bank interest. So if you're a basic rate taxpayer, you can get a thousand pounds worth of interest income tax-free so long as you don't have any other savings income. If you're a high rate taxpayer, yeah, 500 pounds, and high rate means anywhere from 50,000 up to 150,000, and when you go over 150,000, you get nothing. <laughs> so that might mean you, want, you may want to charge some interest. Yeah, Dip you charge £83 Yeah, but if you charge interest to your company, the company has to file a CT61 and withhold 20% tax from you and pass it to HMRC, but you, you get it back when you file your tax return whenever you file that before the 31st January in the following tax year. Okay? On top of this, You've got something else called your starting rates savings allowance, okay, which is similar to this, and that's five thousand pounds. And you get this if your income is below, I think it's seventeen five seventy. So you, you so the personal allowance is twelve five seventy. If you if you don't have any other income, you can earn another five thousand pounds in savings income, which takes you to 17,570. For every pound you go over the personal allowance, you lose a pound of this. So if this were to become uh, an extra thousand pounds, so 13,570, this becomes 4,000 pounds. So this kind of stops when your income goes to 17,570. Does that make sense? So let's run an example for you, James. Uh, how much, let's say you're taking a very small salary of so we're going to make it even easier. How much money have you loaned to your company? Uh, about 200,000. 200, okay, and what rate of interest are you going to charge? 5%. Anybody in the room have a view on James charging 5%? Charge more. Charge more. How much? 10%. Could so, it be challenged by being reasonable? I love that word, by the way. Okay, uh, reasonable. Five percent. We're going to come on to you in a second, my friend. Uh, okay, that's a good observation. So we'll keep you in the question mark. 
bracket for now. Anybody else? Okay. Can you define the word reasonable to all of us? What is currently happening in the marketplace? The current interest rates are what, 1%, 2%? Yes. So if you're charging 5 you might just about get away with it. At 10%, I would say that that's probably an excessive interest rate. And the taxman may say that you're trying to overinflate your expenses. Who's going to say that, by the way? The taxman could, could argue that you're overinflating your expenses or your costs. Bridging is 18 to 20% of our friend says over here. If it's a short term loan, fine. Yeah. But 10% is the normal rate I would charge anyone else for lending money. Okay. So how do you think we can, we're going to figure out what rate James can charge and it's reasonable? You and I are going to do an exercise together, my friend. Okay? So... Karen, your sticky tape isn't working, my friend, so... Ramsan? Ramsan? My friend, you're going to have to come up here and... Hold this for the next hour and five minutes, by the way. <laughs> Aren't you glad you came? So, you and I go to your bank manager and say we would like a loan for 200,000 pounds. Okay, what's one of the first things they're gonna ask us apart from our income? What's debt? Okay, apart from that, in terms of? How long? How long? Okay, length? Yep. Anything else that, that, that they want in return for giving you a loan? Security, and thank you very much. Okay, and then because it's a limited company, if the company goes bust, are they going to be at the top of the pe people to be paid or right at the bottom? Yeah. Top or bottom? Do banks get paid first or do banks get paid last when you go bust? Yeah, so near the top, yeah. So they become a preferential creditor, yeah. So we go to your bank, sir, and say, we want to borrow 200,000 pounds, okay? We're not gonna give you any security, but you're, not, you're a really honest man, and you've known the bank for a long time, and you've never ever cheated anybody, and you always make your repayments. Yeah. That's what you tell the bank manager. You then, you then tell him, I'm gonna borrow the uh, money for 60 months, okay? But I'm not going to make monthly repayments, but again, you've told him you're a really honest man, you always re make repayments, da, 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 that kind of stuff. Okay, and you're going to tell him, if you go bust, uh, they're not going to get paid first. However, you've, you've never gone bust, and you don't intend to go bust, so you're going to be okay. So, they can't have any security, no monthly repayments, and if you go bust, they don't get paid first or second. What rate of interest is your bank manager going to charge you as something, as, as something reasonable? High. 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 Very high. The risk. What do you reckon? That could be 10%. I don't know what the market rate is. That could be 10%. Yeah. 25 something. The credit cards are charging over 20%. Yeah. So, what do you think his bank manager is going to say to him or do to him? Oh, he would say no. Get lost. That's the door. Get lost. There's the door. Yeah. And he's being polite, by the way. <laughs> uh, James, so. You need, to be, you need to think about these things. And then our friend over there made a very good observation. It depends on your other income, okay? So next, now let's try and work this out. So you've, you've loaned 200,000 pounds. Let's so say... In terms of the income, so it's the tax threshold at the moment. Yeah. Now I don't remember the exact number, 
in terms of how much income you take out without paying national insurance. I think it's six hundred and seventy-two pounds a month. It's been equalised now, so it's the same as you. Only yeah. for personal. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so we. Let's let's call it six hundred pounds for our uh, purposes today. That's not the exact figure, but let's say six hundred. So James, you're taking six hundred pounds a month times twelve months. That gives you seven thousand two hundred. Yeah. Are you paying any tax or NIC? No. Okay. So I I need someone to help me out here. So if you, if someone works out twelve five seventy minus seven thousand two hundred. James, I knew you were a spreadsheet genius. <laughs> What's the figure? 5370. 5370, okay? So you can take this as interest and not pay any tax because you're below your personal allowance, yeah? Now you haven't got any other income, so you've got your personal savings allowance of £1,000. So we're going to underline, okay, put a box here so we know what we're doing. Box here, okay? Then you've got your starting rate savings. This should be in the other order, by the way, but okay. 5,000, okay, which gets you to 18,570, yeah. Uh, but you would claim this first and then you'd claim this. Uh, so you can charge 5, 6, 11, 3, 7, 6 in interest to your company and not pay any tax. If this applies, this situation applies to you, yeah? Uh, your company then claims that as an expense and gets 19% corporation tax relief, so you've got best part of another two grand on top in terms of tax savings, yeah? Mine, personally, when it comes to me, am I paying tax on the extra 6,000 over and above? No, you're not. You're not, because you've got your starting rate savings allowance, okay? As long as you stay below uh, 18,570 before we take this, sorry, 17,570, no tax to pay. This is tax free, this is tax free, and this is tax free. Yeah? But you can't have any other income, apart from your 2,000 pounds tax free dividend. So you can take that as well. That gives you, two, that, that gives you another 2,000 pounds, so you'll have 20,570, and you've not paid a single penny tax so far. How does that sound? That sounds much better than £12,000. Are you glad you came? Absolutely. Good. Okay, that's you done then, James, yeah? Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.